everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us this evening. We do have a press conference and presentation scheduled before our board meeting, so we'll be getting started with that. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce our superintendent of schools, Dr. Marco Antonio Lara, Jr., who will be presenting this evening. This evening, it's lovely to see our students, our parents, our community here this evening, and of course our media partners. Thank you all for being here. So this evening, I want to share a little story about South Texas ISD, and really the point of this is to help clarify a lot of misconceptions that are out there about who we are and what we do, and whether we've lost our way in our world. And certainly, you'll see through the presentation that that's absolutely not true. So, I thank you for being here this evening, and I'll begin with a, a brief history. So our humble beginnings were in 1963 when a group of visionary leaders in the valley decided that they would open up a school uh, for those students with disabilities. Uh, in the 60s, those particular children didn't have a school to go to. So one was created, and it was created through legislation. And so in 1963, in Edinburgh, there was a facility, there was a residential facility there education to these students. Shortly after, two years later, uh, our leaders saw another need for a school in the lower Rio Grande Valley and they opened one up in Hardinger. And so during that time we began to serve children who otherwise didn't have an opportunity to attend school. But as we all know, in the 70s, through federal legislation, those rules changed and students with disability had the right to access their their education at their home school districts. So the home school districts began to serve these children. In 1975, our name was changed from the Rio Grande Valley Rehabilitation District to what it is today, the South Texas Independent School District. So having those federal laws in place, again, another group of visionary leaders came together and decided that they would transition our school from a rehabilitation district serving only special uh, needs students to one of a, of a magnet school district. And so in 1984, through legislation once again, South Texas ISD transitioned to the only vocational school district in the state of Texas. That remains true today. So for the last 40 years, we have been operating as such and providing what we now call CTE courses, career technology education, instead of vocational courses, to our students. And I might say that our staff does it very well. There's a brief timeline, and really what I want to point out in this timeline is that our humble beginnings, of course, were in 1964. We had two schools, 64 and 67, for rehabilitation purposes. Um, then in 1975, we began to grow. Uh, we began opening up uh, an additional school, South Texas High School in San Diego. That later became uh, MedTech. MedTech later in 2015 became Medical Professions in Olmito. Uh, the facility that we use there for MedTech in San Diego became the Rising Scholars Academy. And so you can see we've continued to evolve. Uh, we also had a teacher academy in Edinburgh 
that served seventh and eighth graders. That evolved into a high school. Later on, separating the middle school from the high school, we established South Texas Preparatory Academy. And again, always serving the needs of our students, our community, through CTE programs. So we've continued to evolve, not addressing what our needs are, but always keeping the interests of our students in mind and making sure that we're creating opportunities for them to have skills, to have certifications, and to establish uh, career paths. And that's what we did then, and that's what we do today. So it's very important that we remember that. We've not strayed from our purpose. We continue to serve in that capacity, and our, our intent remains the same, to provide quality education, especially in the area of CTE, for those students who have particular interests. And of course, we are an alternative to educational needs uh, that our students may have. Again, the most important customer we have in, in this district are our students. So we base our programs on their needs, on workforce needs, on industry needs, and not what we think they would like, but actually using data and um, making decisions for them about what we have to offer. Again, STI today is the only magnet school district of its type in the state, probably in the nation. We provide strong academic programs uh, and lots of areas uh, for students to choose from in the area of career technology education so that they can begin to establish themselves as young adults. There's no cost to the students in our district. We are an independent school district like any other one in the cities that you live in. We don't charge fees, we don't charge tuition, we have open enrollment, uh, which simply means that you're able to apply online like you would at any other school district uh, and be a part of our community here at South Texas ISD. We still offer special programs. We serve three counties, and we have half-day programs for those students who are interested in attempting or earning a CTE certification, because the last thing we want are students who graduate high school sitting at home. So we provide half-day programs for those students from other districts. We pick them up, we bring them to us for half a day every day, and we provide some academic needs as well as their CTE needs, and we take them back to their districts at the end of the day at no charge to the district and certainly no charge to the student. It's a service we provide because, again, we want to make sure that every child has an opportunity uh, to earn a certification, to, to earn their high school diploma, uh, especially if they're not able to do so at their home districts. We're willing to do that here at South Texas ISD. Again, we are open enrollment as long as you live within the three-county area, which is Cameron, Willis, and Hidalgo. We have a seat for you. Our only limitation to any of, of our, our enrollment is a physical capacity for a student to have a seat. And to this day, we've not uh, build up our schools so we're able to accommodate those students who want to come to us and if for some reason one of our schools did fill up and we didn't have the physical ability to, to provide them with a seat in our schools we have six other schools to offer so we do have choices we are a district of opportunity I'm very proud to say that 
We continue to be recognized both at the state and the national level for academic performance, for our CTE programs. Again, we're a school of choice. We're an alternative for those students who might not be able to access the type of programs they want at home, in the home districts. We invite them to come to us. We're not trying to compete with our sister districts. We're trying to be of service. And I think in this day and age, kids have a choice. And we shouldn't push them into something that they don't want to do. The students that come to us, 4,300, they come to us every day, come willingly. Sometimes a very long bus ride, long days. And we appreciate their dedication to their education. And we want to make sure that they have choices and that they receive the best education possible. Again, historically, South Texas ISD has earned an A rating. And this year, we earned the only post-secondary readiness distinction as it has become available for the last couple of years. We are an A-rated school district. We're ranked number one in the Rio Grande Valley, in the region, and number 10 in the state. Again, all of our students have historically been high achievers, and they are prepared for college, career, and life. We offer four-year CTE programs that are aligned. So once a student starts in their, in their pathway, even in the middle school, they can continue through the high school, earning high school credits in junior high, in middle school, and continuing on in the high school. So we have 32 certifications available. And for a district our size, that is a lot of certifications. If you compare us to other school districts, you'll find that some offer similar certifications but we offer more of a variety, if you will. We offer certifications that other school districts do not have available. And again, giving our students the alternative, the choice to explore an area that may not be available at their home schools. We now started our extracurricular activities. We're non-UIL, so we don't compete at the UIL level. But we had to do so because in 2019, we found that a lot of our students who were athletes and participating in their home districts could no longer do so. We started receiving letters from the district saying, as long as a student is enrolled with South Texas ISD, they can no longer swim or golf or play football or join band at their home schools. So again, listening to the voice of the customer, our students, we created an opportunity for them to have uh, extracurricular activities through South Texas ISD and our programs have only grown stronger. I see the kids really enjoying the competition. They now uh, compete through the Superintendent's Cup with one another and it's great to go out there on a Saturday and watch them have a volleyball tournament or a basketball tournament. Uh, I think coming up next is a co-ed softball tournament. Uh, we've got to remember that kids still need to be kids and we've got to give them those opportunities. They work very hard academically you know, many of us have hobbies and find ways to, to relieve our daily stress. Well, it's, it's good to see our students out there participating in whatever uh, extracurricular activities that they choose to. So the major topic is a taxing authority. So for the last 60 years when we were created, we had a cap of five cents, one nickel. And we've never exceeded the nickel today. What we did do is we took a look to see what that would cost the average taxpayer. And so 
we are at less than $64 a year for the average taxpayer, which equates to $5.32 a month. Again, much less than a dollar something that you're paying at your home districts. Less than a nickel. This tax base allows us to operate for many reasons. For many reasons, in, including um, the lack of funding uh, sources from the state and other, other areas that we do not receive because of the way that we are designed. So that tax base helps us to operate. It equates to about 44% of our budget. So can you imagine if we were to do away with our tax base, what that would mean to the 4,300 students, the ones sitting, some of them sitting right here in the audience today, they would no longer have that alternative education that they're looking for. They no longer have a choice. So it's important that we maintain that tax base uh, that helps us provide all of the educational needs, the programs, certainly the transportation through three counties. We transport students from La Jolla to the island and everywhere in between. I'm sure you see our buses on the road daily, so it's critical that we maintain that ability to levy and collect taxes. A quick graph. Our transportation costs are almost at 6%, 6.5% of our total budget, when other districts much larger than us are 2%, less than 2% in some cases. Um, our extracurricular activities, we spend less than 1% on all of our athletic programs, all our extracurricular activities. That's not the priority here. The priority, yes, is to provide those opportunities for our students, but we're not, ex we're not spending large amounts of money on those type of things. You know, our fields are right out here in front of the school if you want to take a look at them. Uh, they're just like the fields we played in when we were growing up in the vacant lot next door. There's nothing fancy about them, but they serve the purpose, and our kids uh, enjoy it. The other issue that's come about is that we earn $5,000 more per student. Well, that's not true. The information you provided is So schools are funded by three sources, state, local, and federal money. When you're only looking at MO tax collections and state revenue, and you don't take into account all the other areas of funding, it's going to portray that picture. But once you add all the other funding that's available to schools, we're not at the top. We do not lead the region or the state in the revenue earned per student. Here's a quick example. So this graphic will show that the three sources are local, state, and federal. But what it also shows you that other districts are entitled to state facilities funding, which is instructional facilities allotment and existing debt allotment. They also have INS taxes. So the INS taxes help with their facilities. It helps to pay for their bond indebtedness. We don't have that. And of course, they're also entitled to golden and copper pennies. And state funding, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is very complicated. It's not a simple process. But when you're missing sources that add to your funding, then the comparison should, in, should be inclusive of all funding sources and not just some. And so the picture being portrayed is just some, not all. So we have a little myth versus fact. So we've changed from our original intent. Well, I just shared with you guys that in the 80s, 
we were transitioned into a vocational magnet district. And we remain true to that today, offering CTE, vocational programs back then, to all our students. And all our, all our schools are themed. We have two medical health profession themed schools. We have a STEM school. We have uh, another school that offers uh, business and technology. All our schools have a CTE theme, and that's why students choose to come to us for those particular reasons. Duplication of taxes. Well, I just shared with you that we're at less than a nickel when other districts are at more than a dollar. And so the significance and the amounts being collected are, are quite different. And the other thing that you have to realize is that whether you have school-aged children or not, whether your child goes to that school or not, you're still paying taxes. We all pay taxes. It's something that we know we have to do. But I can assure you that that 0.0492 cents that you pay to South Texas ISD really is a good return on investment. And you see it not because I said so. You see it in the basis and the performance of our students and our staff. STISD receives more funding. Again, when you put all of the sources together and you list them across the board and you add them up and you divide them by the number of students, STISD is not the highest funded district per student. There are others that earn more revenue than we do. And of course, there is not two school districts that are exactly the same. It depends on the student demographics, it depends on your geographical location. Again, funding is very complicated. And so there's no way to compare apples to apples. And that's what they're trying to do. South Texas ISD is not enrollment. Well, we moved away from using the word application process, which is the enrollment process, for that exact reason. Application sounds like there's criteria that you have to qualify to be enrolled. It's on a first come, first serve. We open enrollment in January. This year was January 14th. January 14th on a Saturday morning. And students who signed up and enrolled and have completed the process have been made an offer of acceptance. And that's, we'll do that until school starts next year. Again, the only limitation we have is a physical capacity to seat a student. We don't have 2,000 seat high schools. They're less than 1,000. And so the physical capacity of our schools is certainly uh, a, a, an issue that we deal with. But again, we have seven schools, including a virtual school. So if we have a student that wants one particular campus and it, for some reason, doesn't have the capacity, we'll offer one of the other six schools. And we'll continue to do that. So what I ask for you this evening is simply to take into account what I've shared with you this evening, and please continue to support the alternative education opportunity that we offer the students of the RGB of the three counties of Cameron, Willacy, and Hidalgo counties. I think the performance of the students speaks for itself. We have a great dedicated staff of 680 individuals. We've grown. Our populations are all growing, um, and again, this district is, uh, this performance speaks for itself. So I thank you this evening for being here with us. And I hope that we continue to work together to ensure that our, our children in these three counties 
have the opportunity to continue coming to South Texas ISD. Thank you.